0: Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray.
0: And I'm Jean and this is our podcast about love, marriage and relationships.
1: Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy, or check out our website, couplesynergy.com And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years.
0: You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with.
1: In today's episode, Gene and I will be talking about what you can do right now to improve your relationship while in quarantine.
0: Because <laughs> we all are, right? The whole world. It's pretty crazy.
1: And, you know, this is a, a pretty important topic because when we are meeting with clients, we're still meeting with clients virtually now. Yep. Um, and when we are meeting with them, they are talking about the stress that they are under. Financial stress, career stress, stress having the kids home, you know, stress about, uh, you know, their their loved ones that they can't be in contact with, right? Yep. Health Health stress. I mean, there's so much going on. Um, that, you know, people are worried about.
0: You know, it is really great to do this kind of work and you follow people's journeys through multiple uh, phases of their life and we're right there in their homes with them, you know, virtually and it's really interesting to watch the couples who are, geez, there's some couples we're working with that are going through a divorce that are in quarantine together and then there's other people that are really working hard on their relationship and they're doing so much better than, you know, they keep saying, geez, if I wouldn't, if I would have done this, if this quarantine would have happened a year ago before I started working on my relationship, they're like, I can't even imagine how, how miserable we'd be right now.
1: Yeah. Because this is very different of a time and different circumstances that anybody has ever experienced. It puts a lot of stress on a relationship and couples Are going to have more conflict now. They're going to have more strain.
0: You know, it's that concept of what do you get when you squeeze an orange?
1: You get orange juice. Why do you get orange juice? Because that's what's inside of an orange. Do
0: you ever get pineapple juice? No. What if your mom squeezes the orange?
1: Doesn't matter. What about your boss? Doesn't matter either. Or your kids? No.
0: (laughs) And that's what's (laughs) happening, right? We're under pressure. And so we're getting squeezed. And when we get squeezed, what comes out is actually what's inside. And, you know, if you think about being in some kind of pain, if you're in pain, if you have sunburn or an ache or something in your body and you don't touch it, you can kind of ignore it and forget about it until someone comes and slaps you on the back or You bump into a wall or something, you start using that, and then you feel the pain. And that's what's happening is all that dormant pain that uh, people have, because that's what life is, right? Life is a series of events that we have to process, and we have to take those painful events and let them help us grow through that and evolve. And a relationship is the same way. And so the person that you are married to isn't necessarily the person you married
1: the person that you're married to is definitely not the person you married right? because we change and Mm -hmm. we evolve. And as we go through stressors, we go through challenging times, difficult times in our life, we adapt to them, Mm -hmm. we learn how to deal with them, and then we evolve from that.
0: Right. So keep that in mind. And that brings us back to the topic of what can you do right now to feel better while you're in quarantine?
1: Well, one of the things that is absolutely different for everybody is our routine has been disrupted. You know, what you were used to before, you cannot do anymore. And so it is important to change your routine. I think some of the struggles we see are couples who are trying to maintain the same kind of structure, same kind of routine in their family under quarantine. And it just is not working. Right.
0: You can't just go in a room and work for eight hours because... You used to have daycare or your kids would go to school. Right. And now you have to be present and you have to divide your day up a little bit more. So it's really important to look at the the, the needs you have as a human being, the need, the physical needs to build in some exercise, some outside time, some movement and hopefully a healthy diet. Right. <laughs> And then some time to, you know, learn something new or expose yourself to different concepts, right? And read a book and, and play a game and do things that are um, going to stimulate your mind. And then time for reflection and quietness through meditation or through solitude, You know, and so you can build a structure around those things that you're practicing regularly. And it's probably a good idea to not do the exact same thing on the weekend, just like before, you know, so have your Monday through Friday scheduled out and then do something different on the weekends.
1: This is especially important for kids because kids, they react to change, you know, in pretty negative ways. You know, they're, well, all of us do. Mm-hmm. as human beings we we react to change by with resistance and you know kids are especially susceptible to this and so they're going to feel kind of out of sorts they may, might be acting out more um they might feel sad or worried or or depressed you know this is changing up that routine changing up that schedule is going to be really important for them get them out of the house go for a, a hike go for have a picnic in your backyard um, set up a tent, you know, do a camp out in your backyard for the weekend. You know, whatever it is that is going to change up their perspective, then that, that's what you need to do. And
0: keep in mind, we're really susceptible to things that we learn and hear. And kids are even more susceptible. And so if you're watching the news, they're hearing that. And then if you have anxiety about life and the future, they're feeling that. And so if you change your attitude, you're going to help your kids feel more certain and better as well, that everything's going to be okay, that we're going to make it through this and you know, keep that positive energy going. And you'll find that there'll be times in the day when your kids are going to say, hey, 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 you know, and they're going to really want something and they're going to really be bothering you. And your tendency is going to be to say, give me 10 more minutes. I'll be right there. Just a second. And really, you should listen to your kids because they're probably responding to your overwhelmment. And so if you stop what you're doing and you go focus on your kids, you know, play with them for a few minutes, cuddle, you know, just like 10 minutes and fill them up, you're going to do better stress-wise as well. And you're going to reassure them that, that life's okay. So we have this new cadence because someone else is probably doing that for you while you were at work.
1: Yeah, one of our staff members, her daughter is having a really hard time um, because she is supposed to graduate this year, and she is feeling this loss, like right? this grief no that she's prom, going through. Right.
0: No graduation ceremony. Right. No so celebration.
1: Definitely be aware of that. You know, there is some grief that you know many of us are going to be feeling and going through this loss of celebrations, this loss of completion you know, of degrees, completion of projects, whatever it was that was supposed to end this year, it's kind of put on hold. And there is this natural grief that people are gonna experience.
0: We have, there's a reason we have those kind of rituals, those rituals of celebrating endings and celebrating beginnings, because it marks an important thing for us as humans that we can mark those non-tangible things. And so, you know, if you're, if you're in grief or someone in your home is, this might sound a little crazy and don't think it's because of cabin fever or anything like that, but have, have like five minutes where you just scream. Like everyone in the house, just let it out. And it, it sounds like a crazy thing to do, but it's really cathartic because all that energy that's coming in of the sadness and the loss and the uncertainty, you got to let it out somewhere. And instead of eating it away or doing other things that are not so healthy, emote. Emote, let it out.
1: Yeah, don't just sit in front of a TV and try to pass your time being online, social media, TV, and and all of the distractions that you were used to. They're not going to work in the same way that they did before. We have a lot more time on our hands. We have this worry in the back of our heads that's just sitting there. And so you have to change up the routine. You have to do something completely different than you're used to.
0: You know, the problem with our screens is they hit a part of our brain, the dopamine center, which is our reward-pleasure response, right? But when we stop doing that, it makes us actually really depressed. And that's why when you distract yourself enough and you have worry, you're actually going to feel more anxious than better. It is so much better to... Uh, you know, we, we take an electronic free day once a week and you go through some withdrawals. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. You're so used to reaching for your phone. And when you have that, then you feel so much calmer and de-stressed than, you know, that constant barrage barragement of new information coming in all the time. It gives you some time to process that. And, you know, we re- also recommend that you have some some hygiene around that during the week, you know, certain points where you're done and you turn it all off and, you know, maybe read a book or talk to your partner. What a crazy thought.
1: Yeah. That's great. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's especially difficult now because a lot of people are working from home and they're using technology to do that. Right. So you're in front of a screen all day and i know, like, we are definitely doing a lot of virtual sessions. So we're in front of a screen all day and it gets very tiring. It does, zap you of your of your strength, right? Mm -hmm. You just feel really fatigued after the after the whole day
0: Yeah, it's very different than sitting across from a person
1: Right. So, you know one of the things that we do is we try to go out for a hike every day, right? You know even even if if it's a mile, but you know, we get out get some sunshine fresh air and Really change up our perspective
0: Yeah, I think last week we did a six-mile hike in the forest in Wisconsin, which was lovely. And that makes you feel so much better. It fatigues your body, but it also um, processes all that information and emotion and lets it out. And it's, you know, the same reason why you sleep really good, like when you do a lot of yard work or work out really hard. You know, those are really important things for us to manage our energy.
1: Another thing that's really important to do right now is to create The antithesis of boredom is creativity, right? And so whatever creativity looks like for you, definitely do that. Like pick up some art supplies and maybe do some baking, you know, whatever creativity looks like, it, it helps you shift your mindset.
0: Put on some music and have a dance party. Yeah. You know, and anything. And you know, if you're in the house with more than just your partner, your kids can be creative as well and let them come up with some ideas of what we're going to do. You know, Doing something new is really important for us as human beings because the neurons in our brain that fire together, wire together. And if we do the same thing over and over again, we get stuck in a rut. And then we have a feeling in our body, which makes us have thoughts. And those thoughts produce you know, the hormones that make our body feel bad. And then we get stuck in this loop. So when you change it up, no matter what you do, whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. It matters that you do something different because that starts a new process in a new um, kind of programming.
1: Yeah, we've talked about new experiences mm-hmm. and how important they are for couples in past podcasts. It is especially more important now that you do something that you guys have never tried before and experience something you've never experienced before. Pick up a book. You know, read together, meditate together, do yoga together.
0: One of the exercises we like to give people is that everyone, and you can do this with your whole family, writes down five questions. And you put all those questions uh, in a bowl. And then you go around and you pick a question and you answer it. It might be a question you asked or someone else. And it's kind of a fun way to um, get to know people on a different level because we've all changed, you know. We're evolving and a lot of times we just don't say out loud all these thoughts in our heads and to do that kind of keeps you really present and in the moment and connecting.
1: I think we should talk about affection and sexuality and how that is impacted by this quarantine and, you know, how you can also, you know, pay more more attention to those areas in your relationship.
0: You know, the ritual of the four most important times a day, Right. When you first wake up in the morning,
1: when someone leaves for the day, and then when you come back and reunite and then to close out the day, you know, that is a time for affection.
0: And we're not leaving. (laughs) And we're not leaving. So we're missing some of those. You know, it's easy to walk by each other and not be affectionate because you're not coming and going, but, you know, get conscious about it because affection lowers our anxiety and lowers our depression. Any any form of touch does that. You know, sit closer, hold hands. Even if you're going to the other room to work, kiss your partner goodbye <laughs> and kiss him hello on the way back in. You know, those are important things that just give you an emotional boost and obviously your kids as well and your pets. You know, when we're stressed, sex can be a way to release some of that stress. It can be a way to bond. It can be a way to you know, release all those endorphins in your brain and the oxytocin that makes you feel safer and more secure in the world. And so unfortunately, when we're stressed, we also tend to not have the energy to put into having sex, right?
1: Well, the energy to put into true bonding, right? You know, if the intention behind sex is just to relieve stress, you know, then it can be kind of surfacey.
0: Right. And keep in mind, after you have sex, your brain is filled with serotonin and oxytocin, and it wants to bond. And try to spend at least 15 minutes just holding your partner after that, because that's who you're bonding with. If you're going to pick up your phone or you're going to go be with your kids, that's who you're bonding with. And so make sure that you have some built-in time that you are really connecting after you have sex. That is a a wonderful way to help the relationship feel closer and more connected and just safer and better in these uncertain times. One of the things I hear particularly women complain about, but I'm sure it's also true for some men, is that they're so tired of being touched by their kids that at the end of the day they don't wanna be touched that their kids are climbing all over them or want something from them. And, you know, this kind of touch is not about giving. It's it's not about taking care of the other person. It's about a mutual exchange and a receiving, like breathing, you know, where you can't rely on your kids for that. Or you shouldn't. It's not appropriate. But, you know, talk talk to your partner about this. If you really are depleted, have them take their hand, the palm of their hand, and push it on the center of your chest. The center of your chest, like, where's your sternum? Is it above your sternum, right? Mm -hmm. Right above your sternum. And hold it there for like five minutes and put some pressure on it. This is the part of our body that is where we have our biological clock, and it's where we we really enter our body um, energetically. And so when you have someone put their hand there and breathe with you, it really regulates so much of your biorhythms. I don't know if you're aware of this, but your partner regulates your biorhythms, your blood pressure, your heart rate, all of those kind of things. And so when they're off, you're off. And when you're off, they're off. And to get back and sync together. And you, know, you can do it at the same time where you both put your hand on each other's chest and just breathe together. Just five minutes, you are going to feel So much better. It's a really an amazing, simple thing to do.
1: So sex and affection should be a a recharging of each other, right? Being able to help each other feel like at 100% again.
0: You know, and it's really important to have conscious, non-sexual... Touch. Touch, yep. Where, you know... I hear people say this, like when they go get a massage, they really relax because they're not, their partners or the massage therapist isn't doing anything that you know requires them to have sex. And so, if your partner's touching you and you have that thought, like, oh my God, I really don't want to right now, and that I want them to want something, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, have a clear boundary that this is non-sexual touch, right? that it's not going to lead to anything so you can really let your guard down and soften into it and just feel that close connection without feeling like you have to be on, you know, and it'll make the times when you are going to have sex better also because you're not so depleted.
1: I think too often couples get out of balance when it comes to physical touch where they're not having any physical touch so that when there is like an attempt, then the intention goes directly to sex. Right. And so, you know, it is important to have balance, to have non-sexual physical touch at the same time as, you know, a healthy sexual intimacy.
0: You know, in the same way that your kids take nap time or they have their breaks from whether they're studying or whatever they're doing, you should take breaks as well. And you can go have a little cuddle time, you know, with your partner. And you can have a quarantine date.
1: A quarantine date, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, get, get your kids occupied doing something else and take, you know, 30 minutes or an hour for just you and your partner. And, you know, when you talk about your analogy of the phone, right, mm-hmm. and the battery of the phone, can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, you know, when you have your cell phone, at the end of the day, you put it on the charger. In the morning, it's at 100% you know, you think about yourself being like that battery and you start the day off at 100%. Well, where does the majority of your energy go to? Well, for a lot of people who are working at home, majority of it is going to go to work. And then it's also going to go to your kids. It's also going to go to, you know, bills and maybe your, um, your loved ones that you can't be in physical proximity with. So at the end of the day, how much energy do you have left? And do you give any of that energy to yourself? Well, most people don't. Most people are just feeling depleted throughout the entire day. And so it just, it just compiles onto the next day and the next day. So having some alone time is going to be very important. You know, being able to have a place in your home where you can retreat to, where you can start to actually re-energize yourself.
0: Or go for a walk or drive and get out of the house and let your partner take over for a little bit. You know, when you were first dating, you spent some time, you went shopping and you bought some new clothes and you took a bath and you got ready. And then you went and had a lovely time probably over a meal or some activity. And so you're actually infusing this relationship with a lot of energy. And so if it ends up in sex, you have the energy for it because you took all that time to care for yourself. And and so did your partner, but you don't have that now. And so the end of the day sex is a probably the worst time you could have sex because you're exhausted. You, you don't
1: have any energy to get no. to your partner at all uh-uh. and vice versa.
0: So it's a better idea, what we like to call morning love. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have to commute now. So wake up an hour early and... Use that time when you're more refreshed and recharged to bond and connect with your partner. And then if you have the time, which is great, after you have sex, cuddle up and go back to sleep for a little bit. Before you start your day, you're going to feel so much better if you do that.
1: I know that we have said this in one podcast before, but we recommend sleep naked. Sleep naked with your partner. Yep. It's, it seems a little scandalous, but, you know, think about it as that, that physical, and I'm not not talking about having sex, right? We're just talking about having that physical proximity, skin to skin, right? That energy exchange, you know, with your partner, it really helps you recharge your batteries.
0: It's, it's really interesting how we have evolved really in the last couple of decades where it seems normal To turn your TV on and see other people naked, but you don't see your partner naked or you don't want to sleep. Yeah, you know, there was
1: this (laughs) challenge going on I, I saw where partners in relationships, they would go stand in front of their partner naked and, you know, video their reaction. And like their reactions are like surprised, you know, that they're surprised to see their partner naked. It, that's that just it really surprises me right if you if you were surprised to see your partner naked then i would say that there's probably a lack of connection that is happening between right. the two of you
0: absolutely and you know even if you don't have the most awesome body in the world um nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> i married you when you were 24 25 years old yeah I look much different now. Totally. (laughs) And so do I. And who cares? Your body is warm and comforting. It's like home to me. Mm -hmm. And that's because we've nurtured and developed that part of our relationship. And it's, to me, I don't know why you would be in a relationship if you're missing this piece. This is the piece, right? That you don't get to have anywhere else in the world. Or you probably shouldn't have anywhere else. You shouldn't. (laughs)
1: We wouldn't suggest it.
0: <laughs> and so many people are missing out on it. And, you know, if it brings something up, those are those are points of healing and evolution in your relationship, which is the point of relationship. We get wounded through relationship and we heal through relationship. And this is what we teach people in couple synergy. Like the couple's intensive weekend is how, what do you do with that uncomfortableness? What do you do when something comes up? And, You know, it might be something you've never shared with another person. And it's going to happen when you're vulnerable, which is when you're naked, right?
1: If you go to our Facebook page, Couples Synergy, um, and join the the Couples Synergy community group, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of couples on there that are coming up with some great ideas on how to have this quarantine date night. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking for ideas on, you know how to be creative, you know, definitely check out their ideas because they're doing a great job.
0: Yeah. And make sure you're building in some quiet time for yourself, even for the whole house, you know, a time of reflection, a time where you're just not putting anything new in, no new information, nothing, you know, and whether that's going for a walk and not talking through the walk, which is being quiet and being out in nature Or sit in a room, maybe light some candles, and just relax. We just don't relax enough. We're so on. We're so afraid of the relaxing and the thinking. But we need it. It's so important.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, you know, the people that we're talking to, the couples that we're meeting with, they say that they're more busy now than they were before the quarantine.
0: Yeah, because there was a village helping raise the family, right? You know, you can't just go take the kids to the in-laws or, you know, hire a babysitter or drop them off at school.
1: And for many people, there was the commute to work, you know, where you had this time alone and you were getting into the role and the mode of working. And then on your way home, you have the commute home where you are now, you know, taking off the work hat and putting on the home and family hat. And we don't have that now you know now the commute is going from the upstairs to the to the uh, kitchen right and so for many people that the blending of these roles are just really hard to discern
0: yeah so that's why we're recommending that you create some form of structure that you have that that consistency and that reliability every day and then you add into that variety you can't just have all variety because it's really ungrounding and you can't have all structure because that's really boring. So this kind of blend of, you know, keeping regular timetables of waking and sleeping and exercising and learning and relaxing and then sprinkling in trying new things and, and paying extra attention to intimacy. You know, one thing that you can do, which I've just thought about this, and it was something we did a lot more as kids, but I don't think people do this anymore. But we would, like, brush each other's hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? And that's a wonderful thing. Our head has got a lot of um, sensitivity, and it's so comforting and nurturing to have someone touch your head. And that might be something you can trade off with your partner of, you know, brush each other's head. <laughs> All these things kind of sound silly, but they're really wonderful. And this used to be something people did before we just watched TV at night.
1: Well, you know, the head massage feels great. Foot massage as well. Yeah.
0: Right? That's lovely as well. And those are some great, you know, very defined non-sexual forms of affection.
1: So here are some ideas, you know, for you guys, some suggestions on how to you know, improve your relationship while under this stress and under this quarantine. Um, If you guys have any other ideas and any other things that work for the two of you,
0: share them in in the Couple
1: Synergy community, share them on the Couple Synergy page. Um, Send us an email, contact at couplesynergy.com.
0: Yeah, and we'd really like to challenge you to go create something whatever that thing is. It might be a wonderful meal. It might be a song. It might be some artwork. Go create something and post that. We'd love to see your creations. That would be awesome. We'd love to see that. Yeah.
1: So we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners.
0: And we hope that by listening to this episode, it was not only beneficial for your life, but also your relationship.
1: For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact@couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is still scheduled for October 15th, 16th, and 17th. And 18th. And 18th. And our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com.
0: And if you know someone who can benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening.
1: Until next time, by Gina Gonzalez.